Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Spider Duck Network. Um, we, we have some sweet music. Um, today, um, I decided to be a little bit different from the norm. Everybody else is writing out their top ten list in an actual article. I don't know if it's laziness or if you'll get more value out of actually hearing me talk about the games. You will. Um, <laughs> both. I will. It is both. I've already um, got it. So today, and we, we have a very special guest here today. Um, his name is Kent Gamble, which I did an interview with like a long, long time ago in a faraway land. And, um, actually, it was in the same exact place we're in right now. <laughs> Probably sitting his in the parents' same basement. Spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Ken, if you would like to introduce yourself and just tell everybody who you are and what you do. Uh, as he said, I'm Ken Gamble, friends with Trevor. Uh, I work at Activision, and my opinion have nothing to do with Activision. They're just mine, so don't sue me. Um, and don't fire him. Don't fire me. Don't sue me. Don't. Send me hate mail. Just send me love. If you do have hate mail, however, you can send them to <laughs> Kent at SpiderDuck.net, and I will receive them and forward them on. Nice. All right. <laughs> I have an official what, so, email. Yes. Um, the, the email is actually just all any, anything you put at SpiderDuck.net. Just come to my email box. So. I send it to <laughs> Laymass Trevor at SpiderDuck.net. And I will get it. <laughs> yes. Um, so if you have any hate mail for me, just send it to Laymass Trevor at SpiderDuck.net. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely appreciate you listening to us ramble about video games here for you know an hour or so as we talk about our top 10 games of the year. Um, our lists are probably going to be very different um, because we play a lot of different things obviously kent's very busy um working on those uh those sweet call of duty games um can't actually play as (laughs) as much as he'd like to um so i've played probably a lot more um far more and 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 a lot more uh different styles because kent kent has a very uh he, he knows what he likes Let's just say I'm that an opinionated son of a bitch. Yeah, he's he's very he's very opinionated um, in the games that he plays. Um, he's he doesn't. I know. I already know he doesn't agree with a couple things that are on my list. And I would say they suck. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, oddly enough, for for a guy that that wants to do an indie game at some point, he hates them. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so, so that, that's, a, that's a great way for us to get started there. Um, so I, I definitely have some indie games on my list because um, I had the great opportunity of reviewing a lot of stuff for the indie luchador side of things um, this year. And I had a lot of fun with a lot of these games. Um, and I think a lot of them definitely deserve to be on this list. So I, I think we should both start with our t- with our number 10s. Um, Kent, you can go ahead and I'll let you start off with your number 10. All right, so number 10. There's a game called Ascend Hand of Cool. I actually have no idea what that game really? is. <laughs> All right, so this is a game that came out on Xbox Live Arcade. It may have come out on PC, but I played it on XBLA. Um, and this is done by the guys who did Toy Soldiers. Oh, okay. Um, it's a free-to-play game, which is actually one of the main reasons I have it on this list. This is one of the first good free-to-play games I have ever played in my entire life. <laughs> um, um, it's like an action RPG game. You play as uh, these guys 
It's been a while since I've played it now, so. He plays these guys. <laughs> no, all, none of, none of plays these guys do stuff. Purely factual. Guys. <laughs> but basically, you uh, you join one faction, you play through, it's single player, but you can send uh, either help or hindrance into other players' lands. So as you're playing through, if you see someone from another faction, you can send enemies from your world into theirs, for example. Okay. Um, and then as you progress so far, you ascend, where basically you kill the character you're currently playing, and he becomes an AI enemy which will attack other people's worlds. Kind of a cool concept, but uh, like I said, the, the main reason I have it on here is it's free to play, but it's actually fun. It's not They don't jam microtransactions down your face. You can play the whole game without paying a dime. Um, I paid a little bit because only I, I wanted to support the devs. I actually, as I stopped playing the game, I just bought a bunch of credits and I haven't <laughs> used them. <laughs> but I nice. uh, thought it was well done and I thought it deserved a shout out. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to do a lot of that stuff, too, where I will just buy stuff just to help support uh, the development of a game. Because um, I, I absolutely love supporting developers when I can. That's why I'd rather buy a game, um, if possible. Um, you hear uh, that? You should listen to this, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so buy your games, kids. Don't <laughs> don't pirate them. I mean, Steam has a lot of sales where, like, the devs still get a, a little bit of that. So, I mean, just, just go with Steam. Like... Steam has a better infrastructure and everything, especially for that stuff. Or Xbox Live, you know, Xbox Live Arcade and stuff. They do sales as well. PSN does a lot of good sales. So there's there's a lot of a lot of good reasons for you to just buy games and not be freeloaders. Get a job, kids. <laughs> do we have a lot of kids? Are there a lot of kids that listen to this? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know, kids. This is your lesson for the day. Um, all these children listen to this podcast. <laughs> all you children, all you pirates out there, <laughs> little I'm, bastards. <laughs> this, this is why Ken has to work for the man now. That's why he's working for Activision because you guys didn't buy Go Home Dinosaurs. Exactly. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> well, uh, that that's Ken's number ten game. I will go with my number ten game now. Uh, mine is actually Rezogun, um, which is Good the. Choice. It's it's just an awesome space shooter. I mean, it, it takes you know the old school shooter and modernizes it um, for the side scrolling space. Um, it, basically, you're just saving guys and shooting stuff, and and it's got that hectic feeling that Geometry Wars had, um, or like Super Stardust had. It's the same developers uh, as Super Stardust House Marquee, um, so it it's really fun. And the fact that you get it free with PlayStation Plus. PlayStation Plus, I mean, it is fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, I just have to say it. Like, it is probably the best thing that Sony has done uh, ever. I will have to agree. And that's coming from... Uh, <laughs> from a, uh, I'm not, I guess I'm not an anti-Sony anymore. I used to be. In the, in the yeah. old days, I was very anti-Sony. But uh, they, they got their shit together with that. Yeah, PlayStation Plus is a great service. I mean, it's 50 bucks a year, but you get so many free games that it's ridiculous. I mean, next month you get Don't Good Starve games. for free. And Don't Starve is great. Um, and for it to debut on PS4 and you get it for free with PlayStation Plus, that's pretty awesome. Um, and the fact that, you know, 
actually, for PS4 owners, Resogun's completely free because the PS4 came with a free month of PlayStation Plus. So <laughs> even if even if you don't keep it, you at least got to play Resogun for free, and that's awesome because um, it's definitely one of the best games on the system. Um, it's one of the only exclusives <laughs> on the system because there's not yeah. very many PlayStation 4 exclusives. Um, so if you have PlayStation Plus and you haven't played Resogun, what the hell are you doing? Go do it. Come on, kids. Let's go play it. Um, I, I do. I mean, I have a video on the website, kids. Um, and, and you can check it out. Um, but yeah, you, you should definitely, definitely play Resogun. It's a lot of fun. It's it's addictive in the same way Geometry Wars and Super Stardust are addictive. You just, you just shoot stuff and it's just like, it's that difficulty and mixed with uh, the challenge and trying to save all the people and all the different enemies coming at you. It's it's just such an experience, to say the least. Um, that that you should just go and play it. <laughs> it, is a, argue with that. it is a disservice to not play it. <laughs> it makes so. me angry. It doesn't. It does. <laughs> Resogun Angers Ken. <laughs> no, not playing it. No, not playing, not playing it. it. Not Angers playing Angers Ken. So for all those people that have been waiting to buy a PlayStation 4, <laughs> go buy one now <laughs> and play it. Don't make me mad. <laughs> Even though you probably won't be able to find them because it's like a couple days after Christmas. But that doesn't matter. Go to your friend's house. Yeah, go to your friend's house. They have a PlayStation 4. rich four. friend. He yeah. Has one. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. He's got a PS4. And, you know, if he hasn't downloaded Resogun, you just got to be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Download Resogun. You stupid fuck. He won't argue. Yeah. He won't. He'll be like, I don't know. He'll be like, I don't know. I don't have to pay for it and I'm rich. That just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Go to your slightly rich friend's house. Yeah. Yeah, because he's, like, he's still on the, <laughs> the paying for things <laughs> concept. Um, he'll be more understanding in that avenue. So... But yeah, Resogun is definitely my number 10 of this year, of this 2013. Um, so, Kent, let's go to your number 9. Number 9 is Charlie Murder. I have um, no idea what this game is. You know no, what I'm this game is. <laughs> I know exactly what this game is. Um, it's just, it is an excellent co-op beat-em-up. Uh, Ska Studios, I don't think I've ever been disappointed with their games. I've loved the Dishwasher games, uh, all of the indie games he released. Uh, made a game with zombies in it. <laughs> Dude, I just love the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, and this has an excellent kind of ska punk rock. Just the, the atmosphere and the soundtrack work well together. Um, myself, my girlfriend, and my cousin all played through. Uh, and, oh, just really good. I mean, there's nothing super revolutionary in it, uh, except for the fact that they uh, re- they really introduce an excellent loot mechanic. So you're always it's very Borderlands esque. You're always swapping out your equipment and always be looting. Charlie's always be looting. <laughs> Girls um, that always be looting. Girls. Yeah, I know. My girlfriend <laughs> takes all the good stuff. <laughs> damn it, Jeffy. <Genevieve. laughs> if you're listening to this, damn it. Yes, damn you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it's excellent co-op game, and uh, if you're like me, you're always trying to find some good co-op games to play through, and it's, this this fits the bill very well. Yeah, oddly enough, I don't think I have a co-op game on my list, um, <laughs> Trevor which is has unfortunate. No I, I, it's true. Um, I, I actually did play a lot of co-op games, and actually, maybe I maybe I should. Uh, 
throw out some honorable mentions here. Um, Monaco yeah. uh, is very good. Um, it's a lot of fun, and it's better with people. It's kind of it's kind of boring by kinda itself. Boring single player, yep. but with people, it's fun as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and that should be one that you guys check out. It's not in my top ten, but I mean, it's definitely close. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm trying to think of any other good co-op games. Um, well, I have one, but it's, it's up in my list. Okay, so yeah, can't we'll, say we'll, anything about. Yeah, that. we'll talk about co-op games <laughs> in, in a few minutes here again um, from Ken's list because <laughs> I don't I don't like play, I don't play well with others. <laughs> I'm so popular, I can't help. Ken's it. Ken's super popular. I mean, he makes video games. We were like, that guy makes video games. I want to play with friend. him. Yeah, let's be his friend. He'll give us free games, I they, bet. They like to hear me bitch about them. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, you have an avenue to bitch about them good, right here. Good. So. Uh, I'll take this. Trevor, you can leave for about an hour, and I'll just <laughs> let loose. <laughs> the video game Bitch Fest begins. Here, here's your new podcast, Kent Bitches About Games. I uh, I mean, if I can if I can get Kent sit, sat down for you know an hour each week to do that, then there we, we go. Then we'll definitely... We'll definitely do that. I'll talk to my people. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get your lawyers on. Yes, you'll hear from my lawyers. (laughs) All right, well, my number nine um, was actually a a little game called Rogue Legacy. Mm -hmm. Um, It came out this year. uh, It kind of ended up being a surprise hit. Um, Me and uh, Eric uh, from Indie Luchador actually knew about it, you know, before it came out and we got to play an early build of it. And we thought it was something special, but we didn't realize how big it would end up getting and how much it would take off um and that game just it it got really huge um especially you know in the pc world um it did really well um and we're glad to see that it did really well uh, because it's an awesome game it's it's a trevor oz bump (laughs) (laughs) it was a uh it's it's a roguelike it has uh, procedurally generated dungeons, um, but it, it adds a lot of strategy there because um, if you earn enough gold, you can actually save the previous dungeon so that it doesn't procedurally after you die. So it's there's a lot of boss battles going through the bosses. It's very much um, like an old school like Symphony of the Night Castlevania game that's a lot harder. Um, it's it's essentially if they merged Castlevania and Dark Souls. It's a good pairing. Yeah, and it's it's a very good game. And actually, it's funny because when we were talking to uh, Teddy Lee, who developed the game, um, he their original code name for the game was was Dark Souls 2D. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's awesome. so yeah, I mean that's that's essentially what they were trying to do with that game, and, and they did a really good job. And it's got a lot of character. Like anytime you uh, get a new character in the in the family line, because you play as the descendant of the person that just died, um, each time you actually get random traits. Um, much like uh, your D and D game, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but you get random traits at the beginning that do different things to the game. Um, there's ones like Vertigo, where like the whole screen will just be upside down <laughs> when you're playing. Uh, color blindness, which makes the game black and white. I mean, it's it's a lot of just interesting and cool little things um, that the game is to the table, and it's it's just a lot of fun. Like even when you die like a thousand times, you still like want to play it because it's fun as shit. So. So here's a question. I haven't played it yet. You've you've piqued my interest. But uh as far as the gameplay, is it turn based? No, so it's move- like Castlevania style. Okay, so everything gotcha. Yep. Because I wasn't sure. You mentioned it was roguelike and I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if it was more old yeah, school or Yeah, it's more Castlevania style, you know, action. Cool. So yeah, I I, I really enjoyed it. 
It's mm-hmm. it's it's good stuff. Might check stuff. it out. Yeah, you the, should definitely check it out. Recommendation. Check it out. Um, I'm sure it's probably on sale on Steam, um, which I could actually corroborate, but it might not be on sale after this podcast comes out. So there's no point in me actually talking about it. Um, You'll get that hate mail at Layman. Yeah, they'll be like, "You said Rogue Legacy <laughs> was on sale. Damn you! Damn you!" You'll see if it is, kids. Uh, yeah, go go look for yourselves. Why am I doing all the work for you? Actually, it is on sale. Um, wink, but I'm not going to tell you for how much because it might change. <laughs> I want to know how much it is, Trevor. <laughs> it is half off right now, actually. Not so bad. it's seven fifty instead of fifteen. So. Uh, I, I I'm listening to this in the past. Which is your future, so I can go buy it and already have it by the time you hear this. <laughs> yeah, Kent's yeah. playing it right now. What do you think about that? While you guys are listening to this podcast, Kent is playing Rogue Legacy. I've already heard the podcast, bought the game, and I'm almost done with it. Yeah, he's almost done with it. Or he died so many times. That <laughs> I threw my PC out <laughs> the window. Yeah, he threw his computer out the window. <laughs> Unfortunately, it had the whole next Call of Duty game on it, so... Uh, <laughs> delayed for a year. It's delayed, guys. Sorry about that. Hope um, no one's upset by that. <laughs> no, just kidding. They, he, Ken doesn't even know what the next Call of Duty game is yet. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> they don't let him know things I like that. a low man on totem pole. <laughs> Um, but let, let's go with your number eight, Kent. All right. Number eight is Metro Last Light. I have always been a fan of the Metro games. Um, all two of them. All two of them, yes. The first one, I really liked it. And now the second one, I really like it too. Um, no, I mean, they, it's the atmosphere, I think, in this one. It does kind of a, a Bioshock Obviously, it's not the same setup, but that that feeling that Bioshock, the first one at least, was able to capture for me, Metro was able to capture for me. It absolutely captures like the post-apocalyptic Russia. Yep. Um, that that it needs to like it, it does a lot of the charm of that area. Uh, mixed in with the post-apocalypse and it i i really enjoyed the game too and it was actually on my short list before i like cut it down like when mm-hmm. i had like 30 games on my top 10 list it uh, was definitely, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it was definitely on that um i i really liked last light and the the combat's really fun it is um and the story is really good it's it's a really good mixture it finds the, a good balance between you know, you'll you'll be going through just a very empty area, and it just it builds that suspense until you finally get attacked by a group. That yeah, it, it it's definitely it gives you that tension. Exactly, like, good word. Yeah, you you have that tension that builds up until you get to that, and it's like all hell breaks loose. Yep. Uh, basically, I mean, you're just fighting all these creatures and and dudes, and <laughs> it's really interesting to see because you know game development is still very primarily. U.S. and Japan, but uh, it, it's very interesting to see that kind of different culture. Because if I'm not mistaken, those the four uh, A is it? Yeah, uh, they are for, based in Russia. I think. I think so. It, yeah, I think it's. I think it's in the Russia area. Um, it, se- it seems like Eastern European developers popping up and yeah. with the Witcher developers. Yeah, and they're um, all very good development yeah, studios. Project, yeah. yeah, one of my favorite companies. Yeah, they're, they're great. Yeah, I can't wait for The Witcher 3. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> if, we, if we do a most look forward to games, I think that might be might be mine. Yeah, we, we, we could actually probably throw that in at the end. Yeah, end all right. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward. But Metro Last Light, it's an excellent game. Yeah. Um, I know Mike reviewed it for the site. Actually, it was the first piece of content he's ever written. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, and I, I, I want to say he gave it an 8, I want to say, is what we added at. Um, I might be wrong on that. I haven't actually looked at the review in so long. But 
but yeah, it's it's a great, awesome game um, that is actually, should actually be pretty cheap right now. Um, yeah, I think so. Probably you could probably find it for under thirty bucks. I would think right now, and it's totally worth it. I mean, the game looks amazing. Like visually, it's it is. It's one of the best looking games out. Um, that I mean, I mean. It, not just this year. I mean, there's been a lot of good-looking games this year. I mean, you look at stuff like probably the best-looking game there is probably Battlefield 4. Um, I, can't, I cannot comment on my enemies. <laughs> I no, mean, those guys put out a beautiful game. Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> unfortunately, I mean, the multiplayer on Battlefield 4 is broken, um, or it has been. I mean, it's they're slowly fixing it, but the game looks incredible um but there's a lot of incredible looking games even from different standpoints like stuff like rayman legends i mean still looks i mean it's it's kind of i mean it's an iteration of origins but it it looks amazing um but there's hand-drawn visuals are pretty gorgeous yeah it's really phenomenal but uh that might be something that comes up later (laughs) may or may not be that's foreshadowing (laughs) um but uh but I'll talk about my number eight here. Um, I actually, this is a game that I kind of played a little bit late. Um, I was a little bit late to the party. But once I jumped on board, I was down. Um, I actually just played it like two days. So it's kind of fresh in the mind. Um, <laughs> it is the Stanley Parable, um, which it's it's kind of a game that's not a game, but is totally a game. Cause like, blew my mind <laughs> but like the narration in it is awesome and it's and if you follow the different paths um, you definitely it's definitely a commentary on game design and game development and there's just some awesome moments in them like the like the the door achievement is one of the best most hilarious things I've ever played in my life because basically like the achievement says knock on a door five times knock on this specific door five times to get an achievement but you knock on that door five times and then the and there is like that's not hard enough of an achievement and he like sends you on this wild goose chase to do like 15 other steps and it's <laughs> but like the the narration and the commentary during that is just amazing and it was a lot of fun like it's definitely one of the best like moments and games that i've had this year um completely um and there's there's also a point where it, it kind of itself out of the game almost and you're you're kind of like in the background where he's like, okay, you don't really want to play my games, and then you, <laughs> the narrator asks you to rate how how your playing experience is, and then uh, once you give a rating, he's like, well, if you don't like my games, then I'm gonna make you play this game, which it shows a cardboard cutout of a baby, and then some fire. That I've seen in yeah, a lot and, of trailers, yeah. Yeah, and like the ba- like the whole game, like he's like, All right, for the next four hours you have to push this button to keep the baby out of the fire. And literally, you will you can do that for four hours. It's like it's ridiculous. You just push a button. I know, you know, as you progress the buttons change and it adds more buttons and stuff, but it's like it's just kind of more like a commentary on game design and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's it's really cool. Um, I really enjoyed it. And if you haven't played it, you should definitely go play it. Did you spend the four hours? I did not, actually. <laughs> it's good. Not. That's probably a good thing, Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, I kind of like, like in that crazy way, like, man, this is so like stupid that I kind of just really want to do it. <laughs> but I was like, I don't really want to spend four hours no, sitting here and doing it. That's the same way in... Super Nintendo, the Lufia game, beat the first boss you're not supposed to actually beat if you spend 
God knows how many how many hours fighting level one creatures until you're like level eighty or something. <laughs> never did it. Always thought it'd be cool, but yeah, never put the time in. Yeah, it's just the time consu- consumption. It's just like yeah, I, have, I think I have better ways to spend yeah. my time. Hats off um, to those people that do it. But yeah, <laughs> get a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> well they have one it's called video, <laughs> video games <laughs> alright well Kent what is your number 7 uh, let's see my number 7 is Battle Block Theater Battle Block Theater I I have it I've played a little bit of it I haven't gotten to play it as much as I would have liked and I haven't played a co-op that's that's where it's at isn't it yeah. it's another co-op I actually actually I have not played the single player I have only played the co-op uh, with Genevieve and we spent a lot of time we went through the entire game and you know it's it's got the the charm you would expect it's hilarious the soundtrack's good it's just it's a good enjoyable another co-op game there's a lot and of co-op it, games on and the it, list. it's got cat so the internet should love it should and it, I'm not even theater. I'm not even one of those cat guys but it's it's well done yeah yeah it definitely is um at least from the bit that i've I've played like an hour of it um and from that i mean you can kind of get the plot uh, mm-hmm. where the cats are keeping you prisoner and, <laughs> and you're basically dancing for the cats that's basically the entirety of the plot <laughs> yeah um and it's it just seems like really charming and really fun and and it's definitely something that i'd like to play co-op so i uh, can't want to play that at some point <laughs> we'll, we'll play you have to experience it. It's good stuff. Yeah. Mo's deaf. Mo's deaf. Mo's deaf. Totes. Mo's deaf is a great actor. Uh, let's <laughs> let's move past that. Let's move past that. I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so my number seven is a choice that's on a lot of top ten lists, I'm sure, this year. Um, Bioshock Infinite. I, I Continue. <laughs> Look, Bioshock Infinite, like, I'd say the biggest detriment of Shock Infinite was its gameplay. Oh, absolutely. Because its gameplay was very cookie-cutter and not really interesting. But the the story behind it, the story behind everything, um, and basically what it reveals about Bioshock, the series as a whole, um, and just the world itself, like, that world, like... You feel like you're immersed in that world um, and what that world is supposed to be as you're going through it. And they do a really good job with the art direction, the characters, and the story, melding that all together to make a good story experience. Um, whereas I, I do believe the gameplay is not great, but it's a, it's, it's a great story game. I'm going to argue the point, man. All right. I'm going to argue the point. No. Uh, Bioshock Infinite. Uh, Bioshock, the original Bioshock was hands down one of my favorite games of all time. It is the only game that I've ever beat and then immediately replayed the entirety of the game back to back. It was so good. The thing that really kills me about Infinite is that... On its own, it would be a good game, but it, my expectations were so high for it that everything fell short. I mean, now again, good game, fun game, things are good. Like Trevor said, gameplay is a little lacking, story's not bad. But in my opinion, it fell short in every single category compared to the first Bioshock. And it's very difficult to, to say why without uh, giving a bunch of spoilers. We, we can give spoilers. It's so far out we did a spoiler cast this is a game of the year podcast right. i expect spoilers, spoilers. there's there's tons of spoilers here yeah by about fourth time i flipped dimensions and changed timelines i was like why do i care about any of this everything i just did is completely meaningless to me 
So it just, it's, it's the same problem I had with time traveling movies, dimension shifting movies or TV shows. I just, as soon as that's introduced, I lose all interest in what I'm doing. And, you know, like you said, the story's cool. The, the, it's interesting. The twist at the end. I, I thought that I, I twist think was I saw great. It coming. Yeah, I mean, I I think I mean I think the bigger moment was the the rapture reveal mm-hmm. and the lighthouses. I mean, the, I think the best scene is probably the lighthouses and seeing all the different places. And then when you walk through rapture and and then the songbird dies and you know it's it's just a great moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I really like even though I totally called it before the Comstock reveal. Mm-hmm. Like I I was like. Like probably about a couple hours before I was like, dude, I'm comp like Booker is Comstock. Mm -hmm. And then like once it was revealed, I was like, holy shit, because because Timmy, um, who you've heard on here before, um, he didn't see the Comstock reveal coming. And I was Mm -hmm. surprised that I did because usually he's more um, attuned to stuff like that than I am. But like I was like, dude, I'm Comstock. (laughs) Um, it, it just, I don't know. It just felt like that was where it was going, at least yeah. for me. Um, but I mean, it's still a really cool reveal, like that revelation. And I, I really enjoyed the story. Like, I mean, it, it's, and I like where it goes because at the, at the very end, it's kind of open ended because you don't know what's the actual reality and stuff yeah. like that. And I, it, it gives a, it's a good, final Bioshock game because it explains the Bioshock universe and what the universe is actually about and and what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I don't I don't think they should make any more Bioshock games after I think, Infinite. I think they probably will. They probably will. <laughs> I think they probably... I don't know, but... I mean... Here, here's my biggest complaint, actually, which is most people's is the gameplay, but mine is the lack of really good secondary characters. So in the first game, Andrew Ryan and um, Sander Cohen are awesome. Some of the best game characters of all time, in my opinion. The secondary characters in Infinite were a bit of a letdown. I really was never that interested in... I don't even remember any of their names, so clearly. I mean, I I liked Elizabeth. Um, Uh, Well, I I don't really consider her a secondary. I mean, mean, yeah, she's more of a main character. Yeah, she is a cool character. She actually is is a lot more interesting than Booker is. But like the antagonist. Yes, the the person who was leading the the worker revolution. Yeah, the Vox Popula. Yeah, I can't even remember the name of that character either. The the crazy general or captain. Yeah, I I can agree with you on that, yeah. So, yeah, I mean. I mean, it's, it's a fun ride i i just think the overall experience is awesome like and the way that they use like almost the time travel thing to explain why they have music from like because god only knows is a beach boy song that was well done that was a super well done moment and like for a lot of people so many people were like did they cover like an old song is and did they just get the old song and it's like no because like as you go through the game i mean you realize that you know they were traveling through time to get old songs and yeah and basically demodernizing them um which which was really cool and uh, the soundtrack was really good and i just I, I think i like the art direction and everything in general in that game and it looked nice yeah it's i think it i think it just comes together as a complete package very well worth, um, worth playing i'm just being a curmudgeon yeah. over here yeah <laughs> you, you curmudgeon you i am <laughs> But uh, let's let's uh, let's get past uh, um, and let's go to your number six. My number six is actually a smaller one. Uh, it's called Galactic Rain. 
Don't give me that look. I've heard of it, but I've never played it. So it is a... It's a little difficult to describe, actually. I guess it is a, a space strategy game. Um... Uh, it was released on, I think, Windows 8 and Windows Phones, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't think it was released on anything else, but I actually have it on both of those platforms. And it was basically start off and you would just, it was just space combat. You build your fleets, um, build up, you do your research. It was a very small scale. Mm. So it reminded you actually a little more of chess and the fact that Every type, there were three different races, and they all had, you know, different strengths and weaknesses. Um, But the cool thing about it was it actually had a very interesting use for the cloud. And what it was was whenever you would initiate a space combat, you you didn't actually control any of your ships. The two ships go in. Everything was AI controlled. So it would upload all the stats up to the cloud. And in the cloud, it would determine the outcome of the battle and then have this really nice looking... Uh, 3D rendered movie basically that it would send back to whatever device you were playing on and once it's done you just clicked and you'd watch the battle unfold and you could pause it and you could look at different stats to see what ships were effective against what Mm -hmm. other ships and that's that's how the combat actually went so I thought that was a cool use yeah that's that's definitely interesting it was different yeah yeah it's definitely a different way to look at it because I don't think anybody else has done anything like that Uh, yeah not to my knowledge and the gameplay the, the strategy was just really done like I'm a big strategy buff, so all the little nuances of the you know tons of different combinations you could have for each ship and each ship class and your fleet composition as a whole, and it's really well done. The bad part is I guess they didn't, from what the the Facebook post said, they didn't. Uh, I don't know if they didn't calculate the cost of the servers correctly or if they mm-hmm. didn't figure out their pricing model but uh they delisted the game and actually are shutting down all the servers uh at the end of this year so if you haven't played it you will unfortunately not get a chance um so that kind of sucks but it was a good game i'm looking forward to what the devs come out with next and yeah hopefully it definitely seems super interesting hopefully um, it's a little more sustainable yeah yeah super interesting sounds super cool actually mm-hmm. um Definitely sounds unique, um, which is I always like to hear about unique stuff. I really um, wish they would have pushed it a little more. You know, I think Microsoft published it, um, and it, it was seems a good to be use Microsoft's of, problem with a lot of stuff. Exactly, <laughs> like when publishing. This is the best example that I've played of the cross-platform play. Like I said, I bought it both for my Windows 8 and my Windows Phone, and I could, you mm-hmm. know, continue the games on either device, and it yeah. was really well done. Yeah. Good job, Microsoft. Yeah, I I barely knew about the game, and I work yeah. in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah, it, it, that sounds really cool. Like, I wish I would have gotten to play it. Um, exactly. Unfortunately, you didn't tell me about this, Ken. <laughs> so, hey, we should have done a game of the year in February. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> game of the year, twenty thirteen, February. February what edition. Out? Galactic Rain <laughs> and DMC Devil May Cry. Yep, that's <laughs> and that's it. it. About it. <laughs> See you in March. <laughs> See you in March after Bioshock Infinite's out. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, well, that's Galactic Rain. Unfortunately, rest in peace. Yep. Galactic Rain. Um, hope, hope you guys didn't want to play it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> teasers. But hey, it, it gets on one site's game of the year list from a guest. <laughs> so. There we go. We'll, we'll send it out to the devs and say, good job, guys. Good, good job. Thank you for being on our list. 
All right, let's go with uh, my number six, um, which is a step up from the previous iteration. Um, it is actually Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. The, the story... The overall story, there isn't much to it. It's more about being a pirate and doing pirating things. But, I, I mean, Edward Kenway does have a good story arc throughout the game because um, he learns some lessons and and becomes a better person um, after being a pirate. Um, but the, the best thing... Is that's what piratehood teaches you. <laughs> right? Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. And Blackbeard's in it, guys. So, I mean, just go buy it. <laughs> it's a game I'm looking forward to playing. It's, I, it's a lot of fun. I mean, they they did a lot of things right. Like they in Assassin's Creed Three, they introduced ship combat, but it really wasn't fleshed out. Assassin's Creed Four, the ship combat is so awesome and fun. Like, and you don't really feel bored doing it, which is a good thing because there's so much of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, the ship combat and just the interaction with. Uh, a lot of the characters like the the character work is really good in it like the overall stories you know it's all right but the character work is really good um so i i really enjoyed it like i i played it uh like right after the ps4 came out so i played the crap out of it i've done everything in that game (laughs) um and it's it's a great experience Um, especially with three which i played through like half of and then i'll that's, um, that's where I'm sitting right now is I have not played three and I want to before playing four, but I haven't decided if I'm going to or I'm just going to quietly skip over three and go straight to four. Just, uh, just play four. <laughs> just play four. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> you'll get you'll get all the story beats um, in Assassin's Creed four that you that you missed from three, um, especially when you go through the Abstergo game company where they're developing uh, Assassin's Creed games based off memories. Oh, really? That's <laughs> yeah, it's like the 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 outside storyline became meta basically. It's but it it actually works. Um, and then you do see cameos from some of the other assassins, like Sean and and uh, Rebecca are in it. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you go into the Abstergo laboratory, so I mean, there's still like that underlying like spy game going on outside of the Animus and stuff like that. Um, hmm. But they specifically say that you know the memories they're doing they've amped up to make more exciting. <laughs> um, so they've changed history a, a bit just to. So I mean, it, it seems like an interesting direction though, um, and it seems like it's going to work for it at least for the longevity mm-hmm. of the series. Um, but it's it's just a lot of fun. Like even even just like looking around for treasure and and that and just the walking around and and doing stuff is fun and the water looks beautiful yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna point out the water i mean that's why you buy the game yeah you should buy it, it, it great water <laughs> great water. <laughs> back of the box quote yep great water that's it that's the entirety of the back of the box it's huge letters that says this has great water <laughs> this water almost looks like you could drink it <laughs> although you shouldn't it's probably salt water and probably not be good water not included <laughs> <laughs> Get the uh, special edition. It comes with a gallon of water. Yes, that's what right they should have done. Ubisoft. Ubisoft. If you're listening to this, you're probably not because we're not on your radar. But if you are, if you are, especially you, Eves Guillermo, I know you're listening. I, I think so. I think he's. I know. I know you can hear me. I, I think. I think you know what's right. <laughs> I think you know what's right. And I'm looking forward to Watch Dogs. By the way. So. <laughs> Hopefully it includes a cell phone. 
Yes. <laughs> but oddly enough, I think Watch Dogs being pushed back was probably the best thing that could happen for Assassin's Creed because I don't think a lot of people would have played it if Watch Dogs had come out because I think a lot of people would be more interested in that than Assassin's Agreed. Creed. So, so I, I think out of anything, out of any game that benefited from Watch Dogs being pushed back, it was definitely Assassin's Creed. Um, and it's it's a great game, so you should definitely go out and play it. That's why it's my number six. I mean, it's not one of my top five, but almost. it's definitely... It was, it was almost there, very That's close. one number away. One away. We'll do the math for you, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> we know we know that you aren't good at math, guys, <laughs> so we will make sure that we are math literate here. Math savvy, even. <laughs> oh, we're so savvy. We're full of sad. It's true. It's most of my job, man. <laughs> Lots of maths. <laughs> Lots of maths and uh, numbers and letters going yeah. together to form stuff. I'm slowly going mad. <laughs> Trust me, you've been mad for a while. <laughs> All right, Kent, what is your number five? My number five is also on your list, The Last of Us. Well, I guess we could talk about it both here because it's both of our number five. Is it also actually? your number five? What? So we actually didn't coordinate <laughs> yeah. that. It just happened. So Last of Us is clearly the number five game of all top ten lists. Of all the top tens. In all the world. Of all the top tens. The... The Last of Us, the story, the environments, I mean, especially like like for you who used to live in Boston, I'm sure yes, like the environment really cool. of being in Boston was awesome. Like even for me who's just visited Boston like several different times, like just seeing like the, the icon for the T. Exactly. Like, this is the it, it absolutely is 100%. I even remember them reading a, a, an article that they were, got in trouble for... Whoever the guy was that designed the tea, I guess, because really? it was so accurate <laughs> nice. that he thought they stole it from him or something. But yeah, I mean, it 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 was the tea map. That was, I think, the red line, if I'm yeah, not yeah. mistaken, which is my most commonly used <laughs> right, line yeah. over there. Yeah, I was just like, man, this is this is totally the tea, <laughs> and I was just like, this is cool. Yes, and well then once done. you know, and then it gets to Pittsburgh, which we're you know we live here and we're Very close, close to, to Pittsburgh. To it's like that's a really cool moment like it almost brought me back to uh, when playing like fallout 3 the pit yep where like you go across the bridge and you're like man this is awesome because i've been across this <laughs> yep. bridge you know it's just it's like one of those like cool like out of this world experience kind of things where it's like i've been here before yeah. like i know these places and now i'm in a video like the video game is is in my world good job on a west coast studio making an east coast game <laughs> right yeah <laughs> But I mean, this, the environment, like the atmosphere, all of that stuff they got right. The stories, the characters. Um, I mean, the characters uh, from an animation standpoint. I mean, Naughty Dog has always been good. Like the yep. Uncharted games, um, from an animation standpoint, were always amazing. Yep. And they definitely followed suit with Last of Us. Um, it's it's a great experience, and the story is awesome. Um, the only thing I didn't really like was the gameplay. <laughs> yep. No arguments. I, I have very little to add here because mine are completely aligned with yours. Yeah, like the 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 game like you're not playing that game for the gameplay. You're playing that game to see what happens next and yep. see where the characters go on their journey. The gameplay kind of is almost a detriment to that in a way. Um, yeah, it was very loose. It yeah. really needed to tighten it up, Paula. Like I would I gave up on the stealth aspects after a while yeah. because even when it should have worked, it just the controls were not 
well done. Yeah. That is my biggest problem with the game. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, but, I mean, it's still, you know, a top five game of the year for sure. Yes, absolutely um, worth playing through. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth owning. I mean, I you know, even with the gameplay not being great, I still say it's worth 60 bucks. Agreed. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's definitely one of those few games that, that is absolutely worth 60 bucks because i gotta say this i got a couple of friends who work over at naughty dog i hope they're not mad at me for for <laughs> ragging on the controls oh man <laughs> kent's naughty dog friends yeah, uh, you're gonna have to stab him or something <laughs> send send angry letters to lame ass trevor <laughs> <laughs> no, just send them to uh kent's naughty dog friends at yeah. <laughs> spiderdeck.net <laughs> It's important where you send these fake uh, email addresses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, The Last of Us, I mean, that there's not really a lot to say because I'm sure most have played it um, or most so. people have heard the accolades and how, how amazing and good it is. And, and it's definitely an amazing and good game. Um, I mean, if if this wasn't a top 10 like overall game, like if this was just like story of the year, like it would probably yeah, be the number one uh, or at least, you know, in the top two to three. PS3 game of the year. For sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, definitely, 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 definitely go play Last of Us if you haven't played it. Definitely worth it. Agreed. I don't know how many times I can say definitely. Definitely worth it. On <laughs> a scale of one to definitely, it's definitely. It's a definitely. <laughs> oh, definitely. All right, let's uh, let's go to your number four, Ken. Moving on. All right, this is probably the most controversial one on my list because I don't think anyone in the world is going to agree with me because not all the other reviews are great, but my number four is Lost Planet 3. I uh, I know four. I'm I'm already looking I'm already looking at your face number four, but uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the game. I have been I've been a Lost Planet fan for a very long time. They did take the game in a very different direction, um, which actually was fine because I loved one. Two was okay. Two was good from a fast exactly. back, but as a single player experience, it not was not that great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they they took three. They they refocused it entirely single player, um, which was probably good for them because I don't think Lost. I think two it was did a smart well. move. Yeah, I think. It was, but I don't. I also don't think three did very well. No, either. I don't think um, so. The reviews were not kind. Um, I didn't actually get to play three, the final version. I mean, I played a little bit at PAX. Oh yeah. Um, and. I, th- I thought it was fun, um, and I'll probably end up checking it out, you know, once it's like 20 bucks. Yeah. Uh, which it's probably close to that now. I think now. so. I don't at, think at this point, yeah. Well. So, I think they're trying to just clear out stock. Yeah. So I'm sure I can go find it somewhere, you know, like a local Kmart or something <laughs> and but, get it. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I always have a thing for, I don't know, maybe it's just the world. I think it was really cool that. Since this is a prequel, the end they tie in really, really well to the first game. And since I liked the first game, it was it was really nice fan service for me to be like, oh, I know this character, and oh, this is how this whole thing started, and oh, that was really cool. Um, the gameplay was good. It wasn't anything new or special, yeah. um, which I think a lot of the the reviews, if I remember correctly, most of them were. It's a pretty standard game that doesn't really go outside the box or do anything yeah. special. But I thought it was also very well polished. Um, the characters, actually, uh, I think they were some of the most believable characters I've ever seen in any game ever. The, the main character, Jim Payton, he had a very 
very realistic depiction of kind of a good old American boy and his his interactions with his wife via sending uh, video messages back mm-hmm. and forth were were really well done. And you could definitely there was a, an actual emotional aspect to that and i really i really thought that was well done so yeah if, if, if anything they could have improved a little bit on the gameplay or maybe thrown out some new ideas but uh i will always be happy blasting away acrid so <laughs> all right well you actually kind of convinced me to want to actually go play <laughs> lost planet 3 now um Make sure, if, if you enjoyed the first one, I think you'll enjoy the third one. Yeah, I did enjoy the first one, um, especially, you know, at the time it came out. I mean, it, it at, now it's probably a bit dated. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. But I mean, they, they revamped it a lot. Yeah. And to make it a little more modern. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked what I played at, at PAX for sure. Um, it just at the time it came out, a bunch of other stuff came out, too. And it was. Just, yeah, I, I think I think they probably released it at the wrong time. Absolutely. I, think, I think that was right around the time that like Saints Row and Splinter Cell came out. I think you're correct. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. You know, it didn't sell because because I did buy Saints Row and Splinter Cell, so yep. I was like, I'm not going to buy another game. Saints Row or uh, Lost Planet is definitely kind of a niche yeah. title. Uh, I think they tried to make it more mainstream, but I don't. I think they should just keep it to the people that are going to buy it. Um, there were improvements there that they should definitely keep and hopefully future iterations. But, but, but can't they have they have to for Resident Evil Six not doing well, so they, they need to sell more games. And you know what they did wrong with Resident Evil Six? They tried to make it for a more mainstream yeah, audience. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so, you're right. Come on, Capcom. And it, it was bad. Figure it out. Dude, and oh man. I'm not even gonna talk about Resident Evil Six. Like <laughs> I tore that game apart on a podcast like it was vicious yeah like it was really vicious not as bad as i tore about tore apart 007 legends but <laughs> pretty close <laughs> um but uh let's uh let, I'll, I'll move on to my number four which which ken is highly going to disagree with oh, me yeah. i know what this um, is already it, it, it is uh gone home ah uh, trevor <laughs> i love that game like it, i mean i guess it's it is a game but it's not um but like the just the attention to detail in the house and how it tells stories through the things you find through letters and through because you, you don't actually talk to any of the characters. It's like through letters and and you hear the letters uh, from the sister because you play as Kate um, and the sister Samantha um, is the you're reading her letters that she wrote to you. Um, throughout the game as you're exploring the house because it's a house that your parents moved into while you were out seeing the world essentially and just the overall story and like it kind of has like a little inkling of a mystery as you're exploring the house and it's it's just super well done i mean it's it's really short it's you can get it done in like an hour and a half um, but it's it's just an experience and that's why i like it um, and the story is just really good <laughs> I need more game in my game. Yeah. That's my so I I will admit I did not play through all of it. I played through a short bit and Genevieve played through the whole the entirety of the game. And your points are valid. They're all but it's it comes down to the fact that for me, you know, Mist. How how old is Mist at this point? But it had more gameplay than this game did. It did. And if they would have thrown in some puzzles, you know, some decent puzzles or some some better things. Oh, Trevor didn't have his phone turned off. What a jerk. <laughs> that is a podcast foul. It is. My bad. I usually do. <laughs> but yeah i mean it all boils down to me and and this is obviously just my personal takes but i i need 
I need a little bit of gameplay. I need a little bit of challenge in my games. If I want to enter, and interestingly enough, I guess I'm going to be hypocritical here because I loved Indigo Prophecy. Yeah, and that's not really yeah, a game either. It really is. I don't know. It just it didn't grab me. I, th- I think maybe. I don't know. I can't explain why I love that game, but I don't like this game. I just, like I said, I mean, I loved it just because of the storytelling. Um, I mean, the the storytelling is great, and it's definitely one of the best stories. Sure, I mean, essentially, it is just a story. Uh, Yeah, really, it's an it's more of an interactive story than it is a a game. I think maybe it's the hype. Uh, It it could be. You got so much hype, and I I'm gonna sound like a I guess a hipster asshole here, but a lot of times (laughs) if something gets a lot of hype, then I'm uh like have a foul taste in my mouth for it i i can understand the hype um but i i think it, to a certain extent the hype's warranted um just because the story is so good um what do you what did genevieve think of it she also did not like it um, i kind of figured she would cause which is surprising because she's all about the the indie type yeah those types of games uh she was definitely as as critical of it as, as i was yeah but she had the same thing where she just she kept expecting at some point for there to be some cool puzzles to to continue yeah. on the story or something. I mean, like it kind of almost like it kind of like almost sets itself itself up for some of that stuff, and then it yes. doesn't pay off in that aspect. I think it's I think it still pays off in a story aspect. Um, and I like I, I mean I, it was an experience for me. Like I I felt like it was an awesome experience going mm-hmm. through it, um, and I it's. It's more the effect that it had on me, um, which is why I'm putting it like in my top five uh, more than anything. Maybe um, it's because I'm just emotionally detached. It could ever. be. <laughs> that, that, that hurts me in a lot of these types of games. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it could be. I'm, I'm going to blame, blame, blame <laughs> that on you. <laughs> but yes, it... it, it we have cl- we have clearly defined what it is, and if that's up your alley, then you'll really like it. But if that's not up your alley, you will not like it. I, I would say, you know, at the price point too, like it's twenty bucks. Probably not worth twenty bucks. Oh wow, I didn't realize. Uh, yeah, it was that high. like I, like, and, and I can understand people's criticism on that. But if you can find it on sale for like five to ten bucks, it's worth that. Yeah, I would say for cheaper than a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. That's you know that's gone home. We don't really need to talk anymore about gone. We got it. We, we okay. picked it apart. Kent, we are in the top three. The top three. This is exciting. What, exciting area. What is your number three? All right, we're going. We're going back into co-op territory here. Uh, this is Rayman Legends. Rayman, actually, me and you played a lot of Rayman Origins together. We did uh, a couple years back, whenever you were here, and it was very uh, well done. Yeah, they, they are great games. I actually uh, just got Rayman Legends for my Vita. Nice, because um, nice. I just got a Vita again uh, for Christmas. Again, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I bought one at launch, and then I ended up uh, needing money for games coming out Christmas time later that year, and there was, just wasn't enough on it yet. Yeah, they've really me. come into recently. But, yeah, I think the Vita now, I mean, especially with PlayStation Plus offerings, like, there are so many good games that are, I mean, you got, like, Hotline Miami, and 
and like they gave uncharted gravity rush yeah. uh the sonic racing game is this month's free vita game and dude that game is really good yeah like i was super surprised like that any game that has sonic in the title was good <laughs> that's um, very surprising <laughs> but like like it's a really good racing game like i think it's better than mario kart oh, um, i know which, some of the guys that worked on that yeah it's i, I enjoy studio. it yeah i enjoy it more than than mario kart um because mario kart just seems very samey in the past few years but but it's this has been nintendo's problem for a while yeah yeah so, um, so here's a question for you as a person who does not own a vita um a lot of good games i want to play on it but i'm just not a particularly i don't really do handhelds that much and that's just personal preference um can i know you can do with the ps4 you can do the remote play can you play your vita on the tv screen no <sighs> however that would sell me however in japan they have released vita tv oh yes which um if you import works um on our televisions nice. um and you can put vita games into that and play it on your tv now that okay that's pretty cool however um i can see vita tv actually making its way over here um i think i've seen things saying that they might they're, and they're it's only 100 right? bucks so I could I could definitely like if that here I would definitely say it's worth a buy for uh, sure. Okay, uh, that's that's good for me. You don't and you don't need it's it's a standalone mm-hmm. standalone. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm so. on board with that because I've always liked the the Super Game Boy and the uh, GBA attachment for GameCube. There's a lot yeah. of game, really good games that I like, but I want to see them big and you know what would actually TV. work now is a DS thing for Wii U because it has the two screens. Exactly, like that, that would totally work now. Yeah. Um, that would that might be a reason to get people to actually buy a Wii U. I just say, Nintendo, if you want to pull yourself out of your rut with your uh, terrible, terrible Wii U sales, then there you go. Oh man, those Wii U sales are bad, like real bad, like real bad. bottom of the barrel bad. <laughs> like, well, it's a good thing they have a successful handheld. Yeah, that's the 3DS is basically <laughs> keeping them afloat right now. Um, but uh, <laughs> what were we talking about again? Uh, Rayman Legends. Rayman Legends. <laughs> Don't know how we got there from here. Because <laughs> I just bought it for the Vita. Vita, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Good co-op game. Great platformer. And beautiful. You know what? Like the the coolest thing they added in Rayman Legends, the music levels. Yes. Awesome. Fucking phenomenal. So fun to play through, even multiple times yeah. over and over again. Like they're super fun to play through. They're super well done. Like they're covered enough with the the different like enemy characters doing like voicing and yeah. stuff like they're they're just done perfectly and and like the platforming goes the music so well it's like timed perfectly yeah, it's, it's very rewarding if you yeah. miss one note you will have no problem you will happily go back and play it again to make sure you get that perfect run yeah it's it's a fun game it's i mean that and it just looks beautiful i mean that the game's just a great looking game go out and buy it because i remember reading a report saying that it undersold and that's very disappointing because yeah. it is it is a top-notch game. Yeah, and, and those people that are waiting, um, it's coming out on PS4 next year. There we um, go. So it is definitely coming out on PS4. So, you know, if, if you were waiting because you just got a PS4 and you're just, you know, you're like, fuck PS3 and 360 now. I mean, I can kind of understand because I don't feel like hooking up my PS3 either. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, I still have my 360 hooked up. But, but yeah, I mean, I would definitely buy it on PS4. And I would definitely recommend just buying a Vita now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You heard Trevor. Buy Vita, buy, buy Vita. the PS4 copy, and buy the Vita copy. Yeah, <laughs> and and crossplay though. I don't even know if it has crossplay or anything like that. It doesn't matter. It buy doesn't them matter. All. Buy them. buy everything. Um, 
Just send Ubisoft a check. You don't even need to buy the game. Yeah, if you don't yeah. Want. Just send them a check. Just send Ubisoft a check. Say thank you. Yeah, the, Ubisoft's come out with a lot of solid games this year. Like Splinter Cell was really good. Um, even though I don't think it did very well either. Um, I don't I think, think it, it had Mark. I wasn't even aware it came out when it came yeah, out. Yeah, I think it... It was very unusual. Yeah. But it, it was great. Like, it was really good. It was it was kind of like a return to form. Like, it was, it was the best parts of the last... Of, like, the early games and the last game mm-hmm. uh, of Conviction. Uh, like, it was the best parts merged together to make a better game. And I, I think they did a good job with it. Um, it just it doesn't get a lot of do, so I'm, uh, I just wanted to mention Splinter Cell because it was good. Um, so that is uh, Rayman Legends. Buy it. Go buy it. Do Ubisoft it. needs your money. Ubi. They're hurting. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have a Not lot. Not really, <laughs> but they get all that Assassin's Creed money every year. So hey, everyone always bitches about there not being uh, you know different games. Go buy them, and then there will be different. Yeah, games. that's true. That's true. That's why there's no middleware companies or like yeah. mid-tier like developers anymore. It's it's indies and big guys. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's. Uh, my number three is The Legend of Zelda: A Link Between Worlds. I've heard nothing but good things. It's really freaking good. Like even the soundtrack, like it's it's Zelda, but it's they've remixed it a bit to make it. I don't want to say more modern, but a bit different, mm-hmm. and it sounds really fucking phenomenal um and it, it's just a great game i mean it, it it stays true to like the zelda formula but it, it also actually pushes the zelda games forward a little bit um because uh for instance you can you can go to the shop and instead of just like buying stuff you just rent your weapons which is much cheaper than buying them and you can rent like any weapon like pretty much anything like from the beginning of the game and do what you want with it. When you die, that stuff goes back, mm-hmm. but it's so cheap and you don't have to worry about like getting a bigger wallet to hold more rupees and shit like that. Like they kind of like streamlined all the, uh, I'll just say it. I mean, I see it sounds a lot, all the bullshit that, that Zelda had in it and just made it a lot more of a fun experience. And the 3d looks beautiful on mm-hmm. the 3ds. Like a lot of people, like bitch about the 3D and stuff like the 3DS is the one place where 3D is done well because it's not done well anywhere else yep. pretty much but it is done well on the 3DS um, they did it right and I don't see 3D being in any other Nintendo system after this um, I don't think it's going because th- well after the 2DS yeah I was going to say yeah, <laughs> I mean they, they're already like pretty much kind of shying away from that with the 2DS um, but it, it it's great uh, the the gameplay mechanic of like actually becoming a drawing on the wall works really well, um, mm-hmm. and it and it kind of makes the puzzles make you think outside the box. And they change the dungeons up a lot. It's not like huge like one like just couple floor dungeons. The dungeons have more verticality to them, so it's more uh, like a couple rooms. But then it you know it goes up like six floors instead of having like two to three floor dungeons. So they, they've done a lot of things to change it up and make it cool and actually make it a different experience while still say, staying Zelda. It looks um, a lot like uh, Link to the Past, which is still yes. my favorite. Yeah. And, and it, games, so it definitely plays interested. a lot like Link to the Past, and it, and it has the the light world 
world and the dark world mm-hmm. and and all that stuff and and it's it's a great game um it's um we have a review up on the site marcus gave it a 10 nice um it's it's an awesome experience and it's definitely one of one of the great games that came out on the 3ds this year the 3ds my god had a lot of good games this year like starting with like fire emblem Mm -hmm. which was phenomenal i remember you guys ignoring me at pax to play it (laughs) (laughs) i think it was jack specifically actually probably but yeah fire emblem was really good um what else uh luigi's mansion was really good and luigi's mansion is is definitely a different type of game like nintendo it's more nintendo's like other stuff like they're non-marios that are interesting for the most part yes nintendo makes great ips they just yeah. need to learn to let them go at least for a while and make yeah. new ips <laughs> Yeah, because I, I mean, I've heard I've heard nothing but good things about like Super Mario 3D World for Wii U, but obviously no one's going to buy because no one's buying Wii U. Yeah. Um, but I, I was kind of disappointed when they announced that game though, because 3D Land, while good, it just seems like another 3D Land with multiplayer added in. Yeah, um, which is essentially what it is. But it, I mean, like I said, I've heard really good things, so I'm sure it's a good game. It's just it's just Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> but goodbye 3DS. And a Vita. That, I mean, honestly, buy it all. The handheld market is so good right now because um, they're they're definitely different experiences. The 3DS has those great Nintendo games that you can only get from Nintendo, and those games are better on the 3DS than they are on the Wii U. So it's a it's the best Nintendo experience right now to get a yeah. 3DS. Um, and the Vita has. It's kind of like almost like an in between because um, it's they're different experiences than you get on a console for a lot of the games, but they are also the same experience you get on a console, and and it's a good marriage, I would say. There's a lot of I'm still still a JRPG fan myself. There's yeah. a lot of good titles on there, harkening back to kind of Super oh, yeah, Nintendo dude. heyday. And I've been playing a lot of Persona um, since I got that Vita, which I only got that Vita like three days ago, so. Persona 4, like, man, I was kind of on the fence about ever buying that game, ever. And, God damn it, Podcast Beyond, <laughs> who, who championed the Vita so much. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. Um, but a friend of mine got it for me for Christmas. And, holy crap. it's He's now a best friend. She, actually. <laughs> She's now a best friend. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. Um, but yeah, I, I I enjoy the Vita. I enjoy a lot of handheld games, but Zelda Zelda is definitely one of the best games to come out this year, and and especially because Zeldas have gotten at least on the console side of things, Zelda has gotten very clunky and yeah, like where their tutorials will last like two hours and just like like this this Zelda game, A Link Between Worlds, uh, you just you start off and you just play like it's not about like giving you 50,000 tutorials like like the console version and it's it's definitely a good true to true to form Zelda um, that doesn't hold your hand like I like some hand holding at times but like on the console side they've done it way too damn much with Zelda and that's probably part of the reason why Zelda sales have decreased with each console iteration mm-hmm. um, but this one is definitely the Zelda game to in the past 
probably 10 years. Nice. Maybe probably probably since Wind Waker. Their, uh, so. sale. Hopefully it sells when they finally figure out that <laughs> that's what they need. That's what yeah. they need to do. Yeah, because it's definitely the best one since Wind Waker, for sure. So, yeah, that's that's my number three. Ken, we're down to the 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 top two. This is exciting. Exciting news. What, uh, is, what is your number two? My number two, which I've been playing quite a bit of recently, is Dead Rising 3. Um, I really want to play that game. It's, I mean, it it's Dead Rising. If you haven't played any of the Dead Risings, I don't even know what to say to you at this point. Like, well, It seems like they've taken a lot of the bad stuff like in two because two felt like because i really liked one at the time because it was something new and interesting but two didn't change it enough yes whereas it seems like three did like for the better i agree i think it took all the best parts well polished the number of zombies is astounding that you can just tear through i mean they they focused on what makes dead rising fun which is just Kicking around, killing zombies, making weapons, fighting with various things. Um, It's nice that the combo weapons, which they introduced in 2, but you all had to go back to those workbenches. You just make them at any point. So you always have these cool weapons, and Mm -hmm. it's just really enjoyable. The combo vehicles are really cool, well-designed. it's it's a little bit it adds a little bit more seriousness because of the f- more photorealistic view. Yeah, but it's still just as goofy with all the outfits you can wear. And actually, one of the really cool things is the ability to record game clips. I have yeah. quite a few up on my Xbox One because there are just some some really goofy moments that, depending on what you're wearing in each cutscene, can be really funny. And it's nice. really nice to be able to upload those clips. Nice. So yeah, I mean it's they they do what's fun and that's killing zombies and you don't have to worry too much about the other crap. I think the only yeah, like the the time limits and yeah, just you have like plenty. Now. Yeah, I mean it just seems like it, it was just so plotted down. Like like for the first Dead Rising, it was like more forgivable because, like I said, it was more of like a unique experience. And it was like the first time like you ever saw that many zombies on a screen. Yep. It was just like holy shit, this is cool and like it. But like once once I got the two, like I just couldn't play it. Like I was just like, man, I I don't want to play this anymore. It was it was a lot more forgettable. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, three did a good. Job job and it's it's just it's just enjoyable i i highly recommend if, if that's i mean if, if you haven't played a dead rising this is a good entry if you have then it's a good continuation of the series yeah yeah i i i would say if you haven't played a dead rising don't even bother playing the <laughs> others just play three yeah they'll de- i mean those old ones are definitely dated at yeah this point. they're they're so hard to get through because, like, I mean, I've tried to go back and play them, and there's just... No. Yeah. <laughs> I no. just can't. My only complaint for this one is the Psycho boss battles. They're all very easy in this particular yeah. iteration. But um, again, I mean, what difficulty have you played it on? That's true. I've only done story mode. I haven't done the Nightmare yet. I'm getting okay. ready to... Yeah, so... So that, that I mean that's probably part of it too, like because they, they did make the nightmare mode um, specifically for people that you know really love that hardcore Dead Rising experience because it does have the time limits. Um, and, it's a very and all of it. so. So yeah, I'm looking I mean, forward to playing that. Yeah. So if you want that experience, you can still get that experience. But for someone like me who doesn't want that experience anymore, I would much rather just play through it and have fun with it. And I, it sounds to me like that's what you get out of Dead Rising Three. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean. 
I have some friends who have killed so many zombies that clearly all they're doing is just popping in the game and just going to town <laughs> with all the crazy weapons. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a fun experience. Very good. Very. It's. It, I would say that it is the title if you got an Xbox One or getting one. I would. I would say that is the title you want to pick up. Yeah, that's definitely the one that I want an Xbox One for. Like a lot of the other exclusives, I don't really give a shit about. But that is the one, the one Xbox One title that I really want to play. It is good stuff. All right. Well, let's go to my number two. Yeah, I don't know what your number two is. Which is a uh, stark contrast. Um, from that um, my number two is Thomas was alone no exact same game <laughs> <laughs> very similar yeah. it's about killing zombies and um, no I mean Thomas was alone like it's it's very bare bones um, you literally are bl- a block and you go through puzzles and you meet other blocks but like the story the story works really well uh, with all the the narration and everything it just works so well to tell a story like it's just great storytelling as you're doing like s- pretty simplistic puzzles i mean it does it it does you know up the difficulty a little bit um, but it, it's just it's really cool how um, Mike uh, Bithel, who did who did Thomas was alone. Um, he created the game. Um, it, it's awesome how he could take basically just blocks, like literally mm. just blocks, and make an awesome story, an awesome like cohesive story out of just blocks, like jumping around <laughs> and well and, and done. platforming, doing puzzles. So, so yeah, that that's why it's my number two because it's it's a unique experience mm-hmm. and, and it's something really cool that no one's really done and and just to create a story out of i mean it, it like if you looked at it it could be a game that you'd see on like an atari i mean mm-hmm. kind of in a way i mean it, it looks better than that but but it, essentially i mean it, it just comes down to a lot of blocks jumping <laughs> i mean really but but it, it's just a really cool really cool experience well that's a good uh, a good lesson in game design if the story is what's important don't focus a lot on graphics yeah yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, you don't need good graphics to have a good story. Yep. And you know, unfortunately, um, a lot, a lot of development time is is too spent on graphics. Um, whereas, you know, if you look at a lot of indie games, like a lot of minimalistic stuff works well for storytelling. Still, mm-hmm. um, it's just a lot of a lot of big, you know, developers just want want those graphics. Got to tweak the graphics on level three. Yeah. <laughs> Ken says that all day. I do. Uh, <laughs> well, I was like, damn it, I need to tweak it a little bit more. I pick up my controller like in that commercial and I <laughs> upgrade the graphics. That's all I do in my job. It's he very just easy. upgrades graphics. <laughs> he just hits buttons on yeah. a controller. I don't know why anyone would ever not just leave the graphics on the maximum setting <laughs> when in development if that's the way it actually works. But. <laughs> right. <laughs> would that make your job way easier if that's how it really works. I don't think they'd need to hire me. They can no. hire anyone off the street. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Hey, mate, when this bar is full, we ship the game. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Activision, if that's how it works, then I'm available. Trevor um, can be the graphics tweaker. <laughs> I can, yeah, I can hit buttons with the best of them. I play lots of video games, so I know how to do things like that. Uh, but yeah, Thomas is alone. Absolutely worth checking out. Um, and under it's pretty cheap. Um, I played it uh, on PC. It's also available on PlayStation, uh, PS3, and PSN. Uh, not sure if you can actually download it on Vita or not. I'm not 100% sure, but 
Probably. <laughs> I feel like there's enough avenues given yeah. those options. You should be able to get it. And I'm sure it's probably on sale on Steam, just like every other PC game at this time of the year. So, Yes. Steam has trained me to never purchase a PC game at full price. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Just just wait for the insert season here. Yeah. So. <laughs> Or weekly deals. Or yeah. There's always, you'll get it. There's always deals on Steam. <laughs> Steam's always running them deals. They are the deal masters. All right, Ken, we're down to the numero uno. This is it. This is the number big, one. Exciting. Number one. It, it, it is the loneliest number. Because it's the best number. Yeah. Uh, obviously. talking about pizzas. Yeah, you can't have one pizza. That sucks. Um, you, you, uh, the exact number of pizzas that you always need. Six. Um, uh, apparently, uh, my friend Joey from We Must Save the Princess, anytime he orders pizza, it's always six um, for groups of people. And it always ends up being the perfect amount of pizzas. What happens if there's two people? That's a lot of pizzas. <laughs> That's three per person. That's hard. It is the perfect amount of pizzas. All right. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> All right. What is your number one, Kent? My game of the year goes to Tomb Raider. Wow. <sighs> Yeah, like I really like Tomb Raider. I mean, I guess I've played a lot more games. That's this the, year. It, it was a tough decision because I had to think back. But I think Tomb Raider for me was the biggest surprise of the year. It, it is. They, a, it was a big surprise. They took an, an old stale franchise, which I used to love. Yeah, got really bad, and the reboot. It's just. It, it's it, what they needed. Yes, it it gave me hope that they can take these old franchises, which are very near and dear to my heart, and rather than just reiterate them into these stupid, crappy remakes that most things do, yeah. actually push new life into them and really make an excellent game. And I think that's what really did it for it me. It was a really good game. I, I really did enjoy playing through Team Raider. It was like, it's like they basically. Turned Tomb Raider into an Uncharted game. Um, yeah, that's true. They took a lot of the go that in. Yeah, and but it, I mean, it still feels like its own unique experience too. Um, I wish there was more of the actual Tomb Raiding portions because um, yes. those were fun, and there's only like six of them. Agreed. Um, but you know, maybe we'll see more of that in future Tomb Raiders. Um, which I, I really, I really want them to do. A, I'm sure they'll do a sequel. I, I think. I, I think it, they've already announced it. Actually, they, they may have. I think they have. Yeah, they may have. Yeah. So as long as they uh, they don't go back into the habit of re-releasing the same game over and over again. Yeah. Then I think I think we have a, a good yeah, restart of the franchise. Hopefully, Crystal Dynamics has their shit together. I think it seems like they do studio. I mean, they, they like I really liked like Tomb Raider Legend, like when they kind of rebooted it with Legend, mm-hmm. and then they kind of went backwards with Anniversary, um, and then Underworld was just a mess. Did not play that one. Um, heard it wasn't bad, but it had a lot of bugs and it just got bogged down by stuff like that. And and I think like the Wii version of it like had a bug to where you couldn't continue on in the game and they couldn't patch it because it was on the Wii. Nice. <laughs> So well done. Yeah. So they they had a lot of issues with that, but it, it definitely seems like this Tomb Raider game um, was what they. I mean they they took it from like a a teen game to a mature um, experience. Um, it, it's only 
they made it grow up with the audience that was originally yes. um, a Tomb Raider fan. Yeah, exactly. Which which is definitely a, a good aspect and a good thing to do. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the average, like, teenager isn't going to know what the fuck Tomb Raider is. Yep. Especially good. now. I mean, these are kids that were born in, like, 2000. They're just going to be texting. Yeah. <laughs> they always be texting. <laughs> always. They don't know what games are. <laughs> they, they, they don't play know what games. Angry Birds and Candy Crush. Yeah, exactly. Goddamn kids. <laughs> fucking kids god damn it hate them get off your candy crush machine stop texting <laughs> if you're listening to this and texting right now I hate you you should stop it <laughs> texting's bad uh, but but Tomb Raider was awesome and I mean the bow was great yep um, it was originally originally supposed to be out in time for last year's year of the bow but it uh it missed that window but it how dare they it, <laughs> it uh it, it, it seems like we're seeing a lot more bows in games that's always a good thing. Yeah, um, more bows the better. More bows. I mean, if if they can combine like a bow bow with like throwing some bows, I mean that, that seems what like what Tomb Raider did a bit. I think the next big thing won't be a bow and arrow. It'll be like bow stabs that you just hurl through the air <laughs> and you have an unlimited supply of them. <laughs> I don't think that's ever going to be a thing. <laughs> I hope it. I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> Bow Staff Warrior 3000. <laughs> That'll be uh, Kent's first indie game. <laughs> Bow Staff 3000 right there. It's going to be awesome. Look forward to it. <laughs> Coming summer 2020. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> with the, the amount of time that I have. That's about right. <laughs> so uh, moving on from Tomb Raider, my number one game of the year. And it's a very conservative pick, but it definitely deserves number one, um, even with the multiplayer issues. Uh, but since they released the multiplayer after, I kind of almost don't feel like it. I think even before the multiplayer, it was a complete game. So that would be Grand Theft Auto V, um, which I was very surprised about. Um, I mean, going into it, the previews and everything were awesome, mm-hmm. and it, it looked like it was going to be a really cool experience. Um but, you know, after playing 4, 4 wasn't great. I didn't really like it. Um, and it, it almost seemed like a step backward. Um, but they also, after 4, did Red Dead Redemption, um, which was an amazing game. Such a good goddamn game. Um, probably one of the best games of this whole generation. I still haven't played it. And I know oh. it's, it's blasphemous to say Dude, that, you really need to play that game. I've been on a, a Rockstar hi- hiatus for quite a while. Yeah, I do mean to go back and play it. Red Dead is definitely one of those that you need to play. Um, but Grand, Grand Theft Auto V, uh, it, it had a good story. Um, I, I don't think the story was as strong as Red Dead's, mm-hmm. uh, but the story was still good. And to be able to have three different protagonists that have such different personalities and how... All their missions feel different because of their different personalities. Mm-hmm. Like they, they definitely did a good job of that. And there's just so much to do in that game. Like like you could you can for those people that don't really care about the story, you can just run off and just like run shit over and kill guys and do that sort of thing. Um, or if you do care about the story, uh, the story stuff is good, and then the heists are really awesome. And there are multiple ways to do the heists. Like you can kind of like do like almost the stealth route, and or like make it easier for you to do the heist by pulling off other jobs before the heist to get prepared for it and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of options and that sort of stuff. It's it's just a very deep experience 
Um, and that I, I think that's what makes Grand Theft Auto the game of the year. I mean, and it looks really good too. Um, if you want to go on the graphics end, like it's it's not going to look as good as like a Battlefield, but for what it does, um, you never there's no load times. Like you never feel like like you know when you're driving through it like that's that it has to load in or anything like Mm -hmm. like they did a really good job of scaling it back you know with the draw distance and everything to where it's kind of loading in the background you do have to do an install but i mean that that's to the pretty standard yeah yeah that definitely helps with that and i think that makes it a better experience that way Mm um but grand theft auto 5 um i'm surprised it's on my list but it's it's definitely my game of the game of 2013. I'm looking forward. I, I have not picked it up. Uh, like I said, I've been on kind of a. I, I kind of dropped off GTA around. What was the last one I played? Probably three. Hmm. Um, and I just never really got around. I've actually I, I kind of got bored with open world games because they were not they were not uh, they were not well done. There was this era of yeah, yeah. really poorly done. And actually, I think it was Sleeping Dogs. I was about to say, did you play Sleeping Dogs? Just blew me away. That and game's really good. Kind of got me back into the. It's a shame that game didn't sell, but I know I still. I, such a good game. I hope they bring out a sequel because I will be. That is probably my favorite open world game, and uh, and then I played Saints Row Four, which is pretty different than you know the GTA. Yeah, just, yeah. But it was again very fun, totally ridiculous, yeah. good time. That's what makes uh, Saints Row great is the ridiculousness of it. I I do appreciate that they don't really. I know when the first one came out, it was was more serious. Yeah, like like it. The evolution of Saints Row is a weird kind of thing (laughs) because like it went from like this serious game to then it was like a little bit weird. Like it was trying to be like Grand Theft Auto weird because Grand Theft Auto does have that little bit of like weirdness, like Mm -hmm. like funny, haha, like stupidity to it. Um, And then three just like went off the rails and was like, we're just gonna make this the stupidest shit ever and it's going to be fucking fun as shit and amazing and yep. i have no idea if they make a five how they will top four <laughs> it's it's going to be rough like i mean i don't know what they can do next without making it feel samey yeah. you know like like because i mean they did like they did the total ridiculousness in three and then they did the superpowers in four mm-hmm. like i don't know where they go from there yeah i don't know it's you have your work cut out for you <laughs> yeah yeah good luck with that um volition yeah <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to make another Red Faction game now. <laughs> Have everyone just forget about Saints Row for a bit. And then... yeah. Maybe that's what they should do, but I don't think uh, I don't think they'll be able to do that um, due to sales and stuff. So yeah, I was going to say it makes money, so it's a good thing. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's that's our top ten lists. Um, we could talk about some games that we're looking forward to. I thought as a logical progression in the next coming year. Um, Witcher Three was Witcher Three is one of those that we mentioned big earlier. One. Uh, that uh, CD Projekt Red is one of my favorite developers, um, and yeah, it, Witcher Witcher is excellent. I love the. I love the fact that it's one of the few actually very mature games. And it's not just mature because, you know, there are naked people in it. It, it right. has mature themes and mature just story and consequences to your actions. It's it, it's a great world. Good game. Difficult. Um, good difficulty. It doesn't have to be overly difficult. But, yeah, right. it's just it's well done. And I, I'm looking forward to a sequel. I'm very glad that they... Uh, 
they made that jump over to console as well. Because yeah, yeah. The Witcher Two uh, on Xbox 360 was a great experience. That's I played it also yeah. on 360. Because yeah. like I I have it for the PC, but my my PC is good, but it's not great. So to kind of get that experience on the PC, it doesn't really work for me unless I you know get a better PC. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to play it on console is really the only reason I got to play it. Um, but I I really really enjoyed it. That was excellent. Is uh yeah. their other game? What is it? Cyberpunk. Uh yeah, twenty thirty three. I think no, that's Metro. Twenty twenty five, something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, is that it's, next year. Um, I don't know. Let me. I'm just gonna go through this list of like announced games that I have on the Wikipedia. The the Wikipedia. The Wikipedia. Yeah, it's um, tough to know what's confirmed, what's rumors. At yeah, this so point. I'm just gonna go through some things that I think are interesting, and then I'll have you comment on them as well. Um, Broken Age. Broken um, that's Age. the uh, Double Fine. Oh yes, Tim Schafer's yeah. games are always fun. Yeah, um, that's the point-and-click one. They're also doing the uh, the turn-based strategy one, Yep. Um, which I'm looking forward to. I can't remember what it's called right now. It's something about the cup, isn't it? Yeah. Shit. I don't remember. <laughs> Damn it. Look it up. Just look up. I'm, I'm the best game journalist strategy. ever, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we want you to do some homework. Yeah, do that Do that homework. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> I'm just we, kidding. We did you. our research for the important bits. Right, yeah, the important bits. Okay, so th- this is one that no one else in the world will ever look forward to. Awesome. But me and you will. All right. Um, for the Xbox 360 and PS3. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Earth Defense Force 2025. Yes. <laughs> I cannot wait. EDF. 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 Love it. EDF. <laughs> Just go play EDF. EDF. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the Earth Defense games, Earth Defense Force games are fucking stupid. They but are. they're fun as hell. They're. Especially playing co-op. If you take a B-movie and turn it into a video game, that's that's pretty That is it. EDF. That take, is EDF. Take a sci-fi original movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we need a Sharknado video game. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> it's it's coming. It's in development. I don't know if it's actually in development, <laughs> but it could be. Um, what do you think about uh, Fable Anniversary? Fable Anniversary. That's the remake of the first one, yes. correct? Okay, I knew there was that other Fable. The first one in the Lost Chapters. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be fun. Um, I've never. I've always liked the Fable games. I've never been insanely interested in the Fable. Yeah, games. Yeah, like I, I, w- I was really disappointed with the first one that came out um pretty much because peter molino like <laughs> promise world yeah you gotta basically. just ignore that for yeah it part. sucks like but like when you're reading xbox magazine and yeah. it's like i mean this is back in the day when they had magazines kids um <laughs> hey, I, i'm still subscribed to xbox magazine can you believe that i still get... i can believe that because you're a hardcore xbox magazine guy <laughs> it's um, i like the tactile sensation of reading through a magazine <laughs> but admittedly Everything that's in it, I already know from the internet. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I know a lot of people are looking forward to that. I, I, you know, if they if they keep it true, I did like the first one. If the combat system like it should be in the first one, and they don't change it to the second or third one, then they, when they tried to simplify it and everything was one button, and yeah. so you could only equip one spell in the third one, like then I will thoroughly enjoy it. If they if they try Try to dumbify it, so to speak. <laughs> That's a new word. Damn you, dumbifiers. It's not stupefy, it's dumbify. Then uh, I will, I'll be a little disappointed. It gets dumbified. <laughs> it is dumbification. 
<laughs> the dumbification of the gamification. Yeah, mean. the gamification. I'm glad that's not a thing too much anymore. That's, yeah, that's, that fad is over. <laughs> um, Lightning returns. Final Fantasy 13. Let's oh, move on. God. <laughs> oh, if you, I was gonna say, what is wrong with you? Yeah, let's move. I on. have more ability to complain about Final Fantasy 13 than most people because you played through it. All I got every stupid. achievement. I got 120 hours, every item, and God, I hate it. Such a bad game. It is. They Dude, took the franchise. I played and it like for it. five hours, and I was like, no more, <sighs> no more. That was brutal. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Um, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. I like the first one. I don't really know what they can do to change it. Garden Warfare is Plants vs. Zombies Battlefield. Really? Like, you play as the plant and you're shooting other plants, like, with their special powers and you're running around the map. Oh, it's not. I did it not know. It is not. That. Yeah, it is not okay, like so an, That's how it's different. Yeah, it seems. Uh, I, I, I mean, obviously, you haven't seen it, but it looks. No. It looks weird and awesome. Like, in, like. Is it. Is it just for like consoles, PC? Or yes. Is it, okay. That I was gonna say. How are they possibly going to do that with like you know mobile? Yeah, stuff? it is are just. Gonna... Uh, it's an Xbox exclusive right now. Cool. Um, yeah, for Xbox One and Xbox for sixty. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was like, like when I saw it, I was like, this is, is this a real game? Like, because they showed it at the EA press conference at E3. Yeah, it's like, is like... this, is this, is this real? But it's essentially like playing classic Battlefield, mm-hmm. um, where you know it's about getting the tickets up. It's you're the plants, <laughs> you're running around. That and, might be, it might be fun. Yeah, it could be. Checking out, could be really cool. I'll have to look a little more into it. Admittedly, I kind of haven't paid attention specifically because I thought it was just another, yeah, another, another plants. Which I mean, those games are good. Yes. Um. Uh, tower defense. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I mean they they are what they are. Just like uh Pagel 2 just came out for Yeah, for Xbox Xbox 1. A lot of people have been saying it's great, but yeah. I, I don't know how it can be different it's, than It's not. It's more, more Pagel. I mean, I guess I mean, if you want more Pagel, it's awesome. It is what 12 bucks I Yeah, think I think so, that. yeah. That's that's pretty yeah, That's reasonable, yeah. For... It's a reasonable price. This one I know that you'll You'll be into Thief. Right, Thief. Yes, Thief looks great. Thief looks phenomenal. I, the one, I think the only thing that Thief is going to have going against it is Thief is a fairly old franchise, yeah. and it's been kind of out of the spotlight for quite a yeah, while. Yeah, the last Thief game was what, like, 03? I think 02, so, yeah, 03. somewhere on there. So it was like, it wasn't quite at the end of the Xbox, but it was like kind of like in the middle there. So mm. it was like, a, I, I want to say like 02, 03. And uh, it's going to have a lot of persons with Dishonored now, I think. Uh, yeah, Dishonored's going to play a part, I, th- I think. I think maybe even certain cons- con- uh, comparisons to Splinter Cell because they're kind of yeah. in the same stealth vein. So it's. Um, I'm curious to see. If, I mean, Thief is one of the kind of original. Yeah stealth action I'm, I'm hoping it can yeah still it, find its voice it was kind of like the the og yeah it was it was the og yeah, it was the og stealth the, the osg <laughs> original stealth from thief but it does look really good it does I, look really i think good. it'll I, be excellent i'm looking forward to that i'm actually looking forward to that as well um I'm I I'm not really looking forward to it because I suck it at these games. I don't know your thoughts on Dark Souls. I, I like Dark Souls. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it is frustrating as hell. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have some some friends who 
swear it's the best game ever made. I yeah, mean, so uh, do I, and his name is Timmy Smith. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I like it. I very much enjoyed it, and I will get the second one. But uh, I don't think I don't think it's going to be game of the year next year. No, I, I think I think it's going to be more Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. I mean, because like for me, at least, I need more story. Yes, it is kind of a because I, I I like a more story driven experience. Um, I agree, and and I like to play through a good story. Um, like the gameplay, I I want to be good. I don't need it to necessarily be difficult as long as it's fun. Hmm. Um, and for me, Dark Souls just doesn't really have much of a story, and it's just way too difficult. Um, it just doesn't. It fills a gap for me where a lot of games anymore. Even I almost always play just hard difficulty. Yeah, and most of the time, even then. It's too easy for me. Sometimes I get bitten in the ass. Uh, usually, uh, Suda Fifty One games. <laughs> I do not play. I do not start on hard mode. Yes, yeah. I've learned my lesson there. But uh, yeah, because then you'll never finish those yeah. games. <laughs> it, it, it does a good job of, like you said, it, it lacks the deep story and everything. But it's good for me to as a quick one off to play just to really get my get your get hardcore into, yeah, game exactly, fix, basically yeah. yeah like because I mean that is the definition of like a hardcore game yeah right there I mean that's that's gaming personified right there mm-hmm. um, what do you think about Titanfall I'm looking forward to Titanfall quite a bit um, I know the I hype know. is huge like the reason that I'm looking forward to Titanfall is I know a lot of guys who've actually played it um, because their studio is fairly close to ours. And uh, I've, I've not heard anyone say anything bad. Everyone I know who's played it has just said it's totally phenomenal. And See, these that, are that, really, yeah, that's, I trust these guys' opinions. So that's why I'm That's really what I've heard too. And it's to just it. like at E3, like everybody was like, all like, oh my God, it looks great. And like, I was kind of like, eh, it just kind of looks like Call of Duty with Max. And I mean, I don't really whoa, want whoa. that experience. Don't, don't be talking shit. I, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> I, I apologize. Um, but the Call of Duty multiplayer experience isn't really what draws me to Call of Duty. Like, mm-hmm. I really still enjoy the single player campaign, mm-hmm. single player component to Call of Duty. But I don't really care about the multiplayer. It's just not my thing. I'm more of a... I like a little bit more strategy in my multiplayer. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a Halo guy, um, which I know you are too. I do enjoy Halos. Yeah, so... So yeah, Titanfall. I I really I really want it to be good. Like I want it to be like that great game that everybody should buy an Xbox One for. I think that's what they're building it as. Yeah, I it's. And no, I, I mean, think, that was smart on Microsoft's part to to get that as an exclusive. Yeah, like that that was that was a good get. Yeah, there. I mean, the hype behind it is. It's crazy. It's 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 hype. <laughs> it is hype. It's it's all the hype, and which is the thing for me that is working against it. But like I yeah. said, I, I I've heard all good things, so I'm I'm looking forward to checking it out and seeing. Yeah, I, I definitely am seeing too. the final product. Um, let's see, Infamous Second Son. I've not played any of the Infamous. Oh my games. god, dude! I've heard they're good. I just haven't. That's this one series I just haven't got around to playing. You need to. Absolutely need to. Um, Do I need to play the earlier ones, or can I just start here? You could probably start here because I don't like. I think it'll haul nods to the previous ones, but I don't think it's gonna like follow follow the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the other two are just so good that you should just play them because they're good, mm-hmm. not to follow the story. Like the story is really good, but like everything about those games are just phenomenal. Um, it's they're definitely great experiences. Yeah, I have a, I have a big PS3 back catalog to go back through, and well, you're gonna have to keep keep chugging away. 
getting all those PS3 games played. <laughs> yeah, because I got plenty of time. <laughs> plenty of time to do that. Um, what do you think about... Because like, I'm pretty skeptical about this one. Elder Scrolls Online. I'm in the same boat. Um, it looks cool. I really like the fact that they're bringing it to consoles because I yeah. feel like MMORPGs are an untapped... Yeah, they are. Dang on consoles. consoles yeah. The only um, one that's ever done well at all was Final Fantasy XI. Yeah. So. And uh, Bethesda pretty much consistently brings out good titles. I love Elder Scrolls. I love the Elder Scrolls world. Um, I I don't have time to put into an MMORPG. Yeah. I just can't do it. As that's much as that's I part like of it. my problem. And part of my problem, too, is that I just don't know if I want to play it. It just seems like, like I would much rather have an Elder Scrolls game co-op. I absolutely agree. I want a new an Elder MMO, Scrolls than an you know, MMO. I want a new Fallout than an MMO. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure Fallout Four is coming. They just haven't announced. It seems it yet. likely. It seems it's it, it, it's high. Like I would Vegas odds. I would bet on Fallout Four at least being announced next year. I could see it coming out next year too. Um, and it probably depends on how much uh, resources are put towards yeah. online. Yeah, that's probably true too. So yeah, it's. Uh, it, it has the possibility of being a really cool game, and I, yeah. I hope it is. I hope it does well. If if it if it ends up being really good, and I hear nothing but good things, I'll probably get it on PS4 it's, more than likely, or if, Xbox One. If people, on it, if yeah, if we have some point. friends to buy it, yeah, and it's it's something that I could look into. But. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Destiny. Destiny looks good. I am so looking forward I mean, to Destiny. It's by the house that brought you Halo, right? Yeah, dude. That's, it basically looks like Halo meets uh, Borderlands. It does. It looks a lot. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it should be. It should be good. I don't. I can't see. It is, it is Halo Lands. I, it is <laughs> Halo Land. I can't see them taking a game and just screwing it up. No, I don't. I don't think they would. Bungie's a good studio. Activision, great publisher. Probably the best publisher. I I would think. <laughs> <laughs> no bias here. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm sure it's the best big company that you've ever worked for, right? It is, it is without a doubt, the greatest big company I've ever worked for. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are no biases here. Nope. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll be good. It, yeah, I mean, that, that, I mean, that was a big boon on Activision's part to snatch up Bungie for yeah, the, that deal up. there. That was that was smart business right there. I think I think Activision has some good marketing and, you know, just financial backing and that, power yeah. and to funnel that into a hey, man, creative it's, studio it's, like it's, Bungie. Yeah, it's it's the house that built Call of Duty. So, yeah. I mean, they have all that Call of Duty money that they can just throw around and, <laughs> and hope. Hey, I need to get paid, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, it, it seems like a lot of their smaller titles don't do well, but I think if they put a lot of effort into like their like a good like new title especially from a proven studio yeah that's that's the exciting part is yeah like a brand new ip if it's going to be an awesome game it'll definitely lead towards more games yeah and absolutely i mean they've already announced have, that right? they're going it's a seat it's going to be a series so uh, i didn't even know that <laughs> well, well so I, i'm sure that ends up being being really good because um, cool. if not then they're going to be screwed <laughs> and yep. uh and, and then they'll fire Kent. I have nothing to do with it. No, they'll just be like, oh, sorry, Kent. Dustin, it didn't yeah, do well, so all your we lost all our Call of Duty money, so uh, your you're fired. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it, Bungie. Yeah, and, that's, and that's how Kent went on to hate Bungie. 
Hopefully not. I, I this like, is this is the future. I like me. And uh, by the way, the uh, the double fine game, massive chalice. That's it. Not, yeah. yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. Um, it's actually being designed by uh, Brad Murr, um, who uh, designed Trenched. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So he's working on that. Um, and he he's on the Giant Bombcast a lot, and he you know has talked about the game, and it, it sounds awesome, and it definitely sounds like a game that we'd be into. Um, strategy RPG. I do so, like the strategy RPG. I do too. Um, uh, that's definitely that's definitely kind of become my genre because like years ago, like I barely touched a strategy RPG. Yeah, that's what I remember. And now it's like, man, I, I just want to play more turn-based strategy. Uh, turn-based strategy is my 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 thing. That's your bread and butter. TBS. I'm always up for turn-based strategy. Just, Joe Joe knows that. Joe knows. Yeah. Joe knows how the weather goes. He does. It's turn-based Joe, strategy. Is Joe a weatherman now? He is. Oh, nice. I, actually, I don't think he is at all. But he, You should be. Joe, if you're listening. Joe, be a weatherman. Be a weatherman. <laughs> go, go tell us the weather. What's the weather like today, Jeff? <laughs> Turn-based strategy. <laughs> Turn-based strategy. Uh, let's see. Dragon Age Inquisition. Um... Dragon Age, the first one, was one of my favorite games of last generation. I absolutely, positively could not get enough of that game. I play, that's one of the few games that I've played through multiple times. Yep. I played through Dragon Age like three times. Yep. I agree and, with you, same. And, and one of the cool things is at the studio I was working at the time, uh, there was three of us that were playing it, and we would come in every day and sit down at lunch and just describe the different experiences, and it was so cool. Yeah. Dragon Age 2 was a phenomenal letdown. <laughs> it was. Like, I, I thought the characters were good. Like, I liked I liked the character stuff. But the overall story and just, like, the, the gameplay wasn't great. Yeah, I never... I remember when the game ended, I hadn't even thought that the main story had started. Because yeah. I didn't know... You know, in the first one, you're fighting the Blight. You're trying to stop very... In the second one, you go into some dungeons that are the same yeah. six dungeons, and then all of a sudden, that section's over, and this completely unrelated stuff starts happening, and then it's over. And it's and done. I'm like, what? It's like, oh, oh. I thought the combat lost a lot when they tried to make it action-y instead of yeah, strategic. Like, I, I mean, I, I think they can do that, but it just it, it didn't just do it wasn't, right. Yeah, yeah. They, they could definitely, yeah. Uh, so I'm... I'm, I don't know. But I, it, I want it to be yeah, good. But it, it also does feel like they've taken a lot of feedback, a lot of feedback from the fans um, about where they want to go with it. Um, and uh, David Gator, who's who wrote uh, the first one, um, he's still writing. Um, and he actually did uh, one of the books, one or two of the Dragon Age books. Mm. Um, so I, I think from a story standpoint, it's going to be really good. Um, I'm just so. hoping. It, it seems like... It seems like Bioware knows. They know that oh, we fucked this up. So yes. I think they know. Like they, that's why they're constantly getting feedback, and they're one of the good studios that actually I think listen to their audience mm-hmm. and will actually try to make changes based off that. So I, I hope so. I, I think it'll be. If I think they, it'll be a good game if they head back towards the first one a little bit, but yeah. obviously still out improvements. Then right, I, I'll love it. But yeah, that's I, what I'm waiting on. I would already have it pre-ordered if it wasn't for getting bitten in the ass on the same. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely understand. like I enjoyed two for what it was, but it I mean I didn't play through it more than once. Yeah, I beat like, it. I think I sold it after I beat it once because yeah. I was just like that. 
and it like you said it was a good enough game but like it yeah. was not a good dragon age game right Let's see what we got here. One I'm looking forward to. Hotline Miami 2. Hotline Miami 2. Never played the first one. Oh, dude. You might actually really like it because it's, it's more of a puzzle game than anything else because it's, it's super hyper-violent and super weird. I do enjoy the violence and the weirdness. But, like, it's also... So I like Suda. It's also very strategic because you have to, like kind of figure out which room and like how to kill these guys faster and kill them without letting the other guys know or else they're going to like converge on your location and mm-hmm. and it's going to create a mess like it's it's actually a lot more strategic than you would think going into it initially mm-hmm. but I I fucking love Hotline Miami the soundtrack was fucking bitching <laughs> I love bitching soundtrack yeah dude like it's like fucking like Russian like disco like Euro love Russian disco like it's I don't even know how to freaking describe it but it's it's like dark dark wave I think is what they call it I'll have to check but yeah I'll have to I'll have to like let you play my Vita (laughs) with Hotline Miami on it because it's great that sounds cool Um, check it out I'll take your your advice but yeah I, I actually think you would like it and if I don't like it I'll snap your Vita in half son of a bitch <laughs> cause I have the hand strength to do that Mario Kart 8 no just Let's kidding I'm, I'm just kidding <laughs> uh-huh. once you have 8 at the end of a title yeah it's like I think you're done move on Nintendo like what the fuck are they doing like Mario Kart like had subtitles for so long and then they came out with 7 and they're just like this is Mario Kart 7 it's like what yeah you just got rid of subtitles and just <laughs> like cause every other studio and stuff is going away from like the numbering system and going with just subtitles but uh-huh. Nintendo's like nah fuck that we need to be different we're just gonna start adding numbers to our shit. <laughs> like, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. Like, what do you guys do? <laughs> I think I'm done. I, I'll leave that in my Super Nintendo 64 area and, <laughs> yeah. and move on to different games. Yeah, uh, play the Sonic racing game. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There's Next year, just play Sonic more. Yeah, like, uh, it's free on PlayStation Plus for Vita owners. So there you go. Go buy Go buy like, the Vita again. Yeah, go buy a Vita. <laughs> But go, if you have a Vita, go play it because it's it's actually really fun. Like I was super surprised, like because I played, and I was like, man, this is really good. Um, and it and it differentiates itself a lot. Like uh, you, it's it's almost like how Diddy Kong Racing had the three different styles, like water, air, yeah. and. Uh, regular racing with a car this has it but on the same track mm-hmm. like whenever you you know like you'll switch from like land to air like in an instant and like the vehicle just automatically like forms like a transformer and just goes into and it's like really cool like it's it's just an awesome effect and it changes the way like the track plays as you're playing it and different laps will actually change too like when you go on a different lap there will be like a new air area during the lap and i was like wow this is really fucking awesome the thing i like if this is the one i'm thinking of i think there were two of them they released transformed is the newest one and that's the one i'm talking about um does it have uh the panzer dragoon level in it or was that the previous one 
Uh, I think this one has a Panzer Dragoon because yeah. I'm pretty sure I played so, a Panzer Dragoon. I really like the nods of the Sega stuff like that. Yeah. And then Ryo Hazuki driving his forklift. Mm-hmm. Was that in this previous? Again, I'm, I- I'm not sure because uh, he might be in here. I just might not have unlocked it because this one that I have has uh, Ralph from Wreck-It Ralph in it. Oh, yeah. Um, so That's I, pretty cool. Yeah, like I, I think it, he probably unlocked because there's like a bunch of characters that I haven't unlocked. Okay, so I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I guess if it was too. in the first one, it's, it makes sense to port him over to the second. Yeah. So but yeah, that's awesome. But Shadow. yeah, like, Woo. dude, like, there's a ton of levels from like say like classic Sega stuff. Like, there's Jet Set Radio levels. There's oh nice. Yeah, I mean, they, like any Sega Samba, Samba de Amigo has levels. <laughs> nice. And you actually unlock Samba de Amigo, like the Amigo. That's awesome. It's it's really cool. Like, um, actually, uh, one of the characters that you unlock at the beginning is Alex Kidd. Oh yeah. Like, cause no one, I'm sure no one knows who the fuck Alex this, Kidd is. This but. makes me nostalgic for old Sega stuff. Sega make good games again <laughs> they did it was called sonic all-star more, racing more Transform- yeah like that's what they need to do like this is like the first sonic game in like so long that i've actually thought was good new new <laughs> shenmue the new uh not happening ever it i will never give up <laughs> shenmue and firefly they're gonna happen again it's gonna happen <laughs> never happen new jet set i'll make i'll play i wish jet that would set happen radio. i don't awesome. think I don't think Jet Set, like, when they did the remake, sold well enough. Um, Because if it would have sold, like, Gangbusters, they probably would have done a new Jet Set. Um, Hey, I played it. uh, Yeah, I mean, me too. And I have it on my Vita, too, because of PlayStation Plus. (laughs) (laughs) Little did you know that Sony or Trevor is now working in Sony marketing. Yes, I am. Um, If you guys are looking for new uh, community (laughs) managers, uh, thumbs up right here for this guy. He does. He's pointing to himself just just, because you can't. See. Yeah, you can't see it. Uh, uh, let's see here. See if there's anything else that's interesting. Uh, the Order, 1886. There's not a lot of info, but that game has peaked. That is, from what I understand, it's going to play similar to Gears of War. That um, is actually kind of like I'll Gears of War. I mean, not PS4 quite the for. same, but. Because that's a cool, like, it's Knights of the Round Table with kind of like a techno punk. Yeah, like a steampunk steampunk, almost. Yeah, Yeah, it looks pretty pretty interesting. It's interesting, yeah. I'm I'm curious to see exactly. I I, want to know more. more. Yeah, exactly. I want to see more. Like, I definitely want to see what that game is. I'm not going to purchase it yet, but it has my interest. So if it turns out good, that's. Uh, One I'm looking forward to, The Witness. The Witness. Jonathan Blow's. Uh, new puzzle game. Uh, the Might gameplay not. trailers I've seen look very boring to me. So I'm I'm on the fence. Uh, Jonathan Blow will kill you. Jonathan Blow is a douche. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jonathan Blow. <laughs> that's that's my opinion. That has nothing to do with this. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, <sighs> That's all. I'm, I'm done on that topic. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you a Jonathan Blow story after this. Um, Sounds good. I have yeah. some for you, too. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, the Division. The Division looks awesome. Looks really good. Really cool. good. Yeah. Looks like a, a good thing that, that's going to use a second screen experience. Yep. I think um, they... they uh, Sneaky people. <laughs> they um, 
What was I saying? The second screen experience. With it looks the great. Yeah. They're doing some cool things. The fact that you can directly interact with it like real time. Yeah. yeah. I think that's awesome. I think the fact that like you could be on a tablet playing it on like essentially like a bus or something. Yeah, it looks um, cool. And then playing with someone else that's playing on like a console. That's, yeah. that's really cool. Hopefully like it. it will not be plagued with technical issues. <laughs> Hopefully it'll actually work well. And if so, that'll be a really cool experience. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, transistor transistor uh yeah i think i think that'll be good like i like bash too yeah i i do want to see i'm confused it's supposed to be turn-based and yet all the trailers i've seen don't look kind of more action-oriented so the turn-based is done differently so yeah i I think that'll be cool Uh, looking forward to, to checking it out i wanted to see it at PAX but the line was yeah the line crazy. was crazy yeah that's why I didn't so, see it either um, so I wanted to check it out too but I was like I'm not waiting like yeah. four hours I think is what the what they said the line was and it's like nah I'm good yeah um, I'll, I'll wait and check it out yeah I know it's gonna be good so uh, and the last one that I that I feel should be mentioned Watch Dogs yeah we kind of hit on that earlier yeah. it looks it'll, looks really cool I mean I it'll it should definitely, be good. Definitely looking forward to watch that big title. It's definitely going to be Ubisoft's next big one. So I think so. It looks like it'll probably be a new franchise. Yeah, and... hopefully it ends up being really good. Um, I I actually do have a lot of confidence in Ubisoft because they actually tend to put out a lot generally of good, they're pretty good, titles. good. I mean, they do have some slip ups here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they take franchises in the wrong directions a lot of time. Um, but. It seemed for the most part, their games are very enjoyable. I think so. Uh, well, I, I should should enjoy it. I hope I'd like them to bring Prince of Persia back from the dead and <laughs> not, never not screw it up like they did with the first. Just have a uh, Crystal Dynamics do Prince of Persia now. That's what they should be the reboot studio. <laughs> They, they, they can reboot this. It'd be awesome. Just give it to Crystal Dynamics. They did Tomb Raider, right? They did. They did it well. <laughs> Game of the year. Can't gamble. 2013. <laughs> All right, guys. I, I think that uh, we've talked about video games for a long time. Um, I have to go to the bathroom, hours. so I think it's yeah, time. Yeah, Ken's got to go to the bathroom. I think it's so. time to end this. I, I think it is. Um, so, yeah, that, that's our Game of the Year and looking forward to next year stuff that we talked about. Um, definitely appreciate you uh checking us out on the site uh spiderduck.net if you have you know any questions comments concerns soliloquies lame ass trevor <laughs> uh you can just uh <laughs> just email podcast at spiderduck.net that works too. and uh we'll talk to you maybe maybe i can just get kent to skype me every once in a while and we can get him on a podcast every once in a while that might work I think that'd be pretty cool. That interwebs thing. The the webs. The webs is everywhere. You might be able to get the girlfriend on there, too. Yeah, because I, I think she'd have a lot of interesting things to say. Um, cause we, she, we, if you get us both on, we'll argue, <laughs> like, badly. I think that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's podcast gold right there. There you go. So, um, anyway, uh, thanks, guys, for uh, checking out our Game of the Year coverage um, that we have going on. Um, you can check out everybody else's articles. Uh Marcus, Mike, uh, Greg will have his article up after 
after mine here, my semi-article. It's more of a podcast that you should be listening to. Obviously, you are if you're hearing this. If you hear this, um, you are listening to it. <laughs> but uh, thank you very much uh, for supporting us. Hopefully, you continue to support us into the new year. Do it. Um, do it. Yeah, you see. Um, I'll find you. Yeah, Kent will find you. He will find. He, he gets a list of all the IP addresses, and then he finds the real addresses from IP addresses. Somehow. He has magic. <laughs> <laughs> Ken is magic. I am magic. He's I'm IP magic. magic. Man. <laughs> Ken's actually the NSA. All of it. The all entire the NSA. NSA. <laughs> the entire thing. <laughs> it's just Ken. Because <laughs> he has magic. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you very much. That is, that is the end. Goodbye.